This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Cendanan. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And for our review this week, I'm joined by arts writer Ellen Lee. Uh, hi, Ellen. Happy New Year. Thanks for coming on today. Hi, Happy New Year, Shamila. Thanks for having me on. So uh, we're both very excited. I don't think I'm overselling mm-hmm. this uh, to talk about a particular art exhibition that's ongoing. It's called Kok Yu Pua, Portrait of a Malaysian Artist. It's on at Ilham Gallery until the 3rd of April. So quite a bit of time for you to catch it. Um, and I think the reason this ended up being a surprising and satisfying experience, uh, at least for me, is because while it is a retrospective, it does look back at the whole breadth of work of um, Kokyu, um, or Pua as he's referred to often in the exhibition. Um, he, it's also an artist whom I don't think many people know too much about um, or have had a lot of exposure to his work. So for me, at least, a lot of this was completely new and being able to see so much of his work curated so thoughtfully and all together in one space, um, for me, it was a great start to the new year. I, I'm really glad I caught this exhibition. Yes, yes, I feel the same way. I thought it was a very refreshing uh, exhibition, especially after uh, for Ilham Gallery after a year or, I mean, like many months of uh, not having anything new on. I think a lot of people look forward to Ilham's exhibitions and this was like a very satisfying way to return back to that space. So just a little bit about Kok Yupua, if uh, you're not familiar with him, um, he started in the 70s as a printmaker, um, had a lot of his artistic training in Australia, uh, but took a break, I think, because the art art aspect wasn't necessarily working out so well for him, went to his family business, which was um, a chili sauce business, uh, and then returned to the art scene in the 80s. And completely changed and went into doing figurative paintings. A lot of them, actually the bulk of them focusing on Klang, which is where he lived and and his family lived. Of course, he's not around anymore. Um, He's passed on. So I think as far as retrospectives go, um, particularly of Malaysian artists, I found both um, very informative and and eye-opening, but in some ways also very doable because there are not a huge number of works to t- take in. And I think because of those two phases, um, they're also quite distinctly divided, um, which makes them very accessible to me. Yeah, I really like the curation of the show. And uh, just generally, that I like Ilham shows when they focus on a single artist because I feel like you can get the whole breadth of their practice, which is an experience that you can hardly find anywhere else though. What um what was what were some of the standouts for you, or rather, um, I suppose which were there particular things that you liked or were drawn to? Uh, well, I really like the silk screen prints, uh, which are made in a style that uh, the the sort of like the exhibition text said is uh, hard edge abstractionism, which is a term I'd never heard of before. So they were very very interesting, very striking, uh, but I also liked a lot of his paintings and I like the center wall sort of with um, where he utilizes certain tribal masks and uh, puts them over uh, figures that I think are supposed to be himself. 
Yeah. So I had heard a lot about um, how the, the silkscreen uh, prints were significantly different from the paintings and how, um, you know, different people had different reactions to them. I actually really enjoyed the, the prints as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, very pop art. And you can see the 70s influence. You can see a lot of the, with the, with the bright colors and those, the hard edges and the abstract yet very geometric look to the whole thing. I enjoyed them a lot. Um, they also seem to be quite inspired by, I think, a desire to bring uh, some amount of Eastern uh, mysticism, mm. spirituality. They're often called Tao something or the other. Um, yeah. I-, I like them a lot. And I think that they served a really important entry point into his work because um, I almost found myself then relating the, the structuredness of the earlier print works to how he then constructed his paintings later. Um, Even though they became much more about people and focused a lot on um, human figures, uh, you could still see a certain uh, constructedness and and the colours in particular um, were something that he clearly continued to be drawn to even in the later works. Yeah, uh, I agree. I also picked up on that. Um, So uh, I think somewhere in the exhibition text, it did mention that he moved on. So he made the silkscreen prints when he was studying in Melbourne. Uh, and then when he came back to Malaysia, he sort of had to, he got wrapped up in the family business, which as you mentioned, is a business making a chili sauce. Uh, so I think he paused art making for a while. And then when he got back to making art, he could only do paintings because there wasn't a lot of printmaking resources in Malaysia. Uh, so I also did pick up on the continuity between like the silk screens and the paints. Like I think he, the, the paintings, I think he made his paintings in, um, in like a printmaking style. Like the, the colors are, I think like very segmented, like his silk screen prints, like they are in like blocks of color. Um, so this is very interesting to see, like sort of like a, applying a printmaking and pop art sensibility to painting. David Hockney is referenced quite a bit in the exhibition itself as as a direct influence on his work. And I I think it's actually a good reference because um, I kept thinking of of David Hockney in terms of how um, especially the, the... portrait style paintings are, are composed mm-hmm. but I I liked that it it's almost a not just a an influence but it's almost a pushback or a conversation because it takes that that very um, western way of presenting portraits and then applies it to Klang, applies yeah. it to Chinese families or applies it to um, two Indian men driving a car in the streets of Klang. And I love that. I, I really love how these Western modes are then uh, both appropriated, but also subverted in in, in putting a lens to Malaysia. Um, and I think I found all of these things. It, it was a hugely exciting exhibition for me for many, for those kinds of reasons. And mm-hmm. even, you know, decades after the paintings were still made, I still found them so contemporary and so refreshing. Yes, uh, I agree with that. And um, I found them very modern, like you said. Uh, however, I did wish that uh, the sort of like exhibition could have been more, to, to, could have like emphasized that more because I think um, Ilham, uh, maybe something about the lighting or like the way the walls were painted as well. Um, 
it sort of gives the, this like archival and historical feel to things. Whereas I felt that with sort of more stark lighting, these colors could have really popped out and you could have really gotten a sense of how modern these paintings were. Oh, that's a really a good point. Um, it's interesting because I think for me, uh, that archival feel mm-hmm. uh, was a little bit more obvious because they chose to do things like little video tributes at, at particular right. corners. Um, there was, of course, the requisite exhibition of, of like photos or um, articles from the life of the artist. And you're right that I think for an exhibition like this, it might have been interesting to treat it as a contemporary collection of work, um, just because of how the themes and the even the look of it still feel very modern. Um, and I don't know whether um, so obviously situating it as a retrospective um, perhaps took a little bit away. Um, and, and I don't know, it's, it's interesting. I'm not saying it necessarily didn't work, yeah. but, but w- since you bring that up, I realized it didn't quite... I didn't engage with the archival material as much. I, in fact, took Mm -hmm. one round with just the art because of how it felt and then went back uh, to kind of take in the other content because I almost didn't want to be um, reminded that these were works from a different era. Mm-hmm. We are reviewing Kok Yubwa, Portrait of a Malaysian Artist. It's a retrospective exhibition that's happening at Ilham Gallery. Uh, for more information, you can head on over to ilhamgallery.com. It's on until the uh, 3rd of April. We'll continue our review of it after this. So keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chintan. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chintana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by arts writer Ellen Lee. Together we are reviewing an art retrospective at Ilham Gallery. Uh, it's called Kok Yu Pua, Portrait of a Malaysian Artist. Um, we've, I think, discussed the feel and, and sort of the um, general type of paintings that were shown, I mentioned quite a bit how it felt so contemporary and I wanted to draw on one particular aspect of why. Um, So I found it really interesting how you used photography as Mm. his reference for so many of his works, right? Um, And the fact that he even literally paints in um, the lens frame into paintings or a color bar. Um, And perhaps it's also because I went on a weekend and there were so many people taking photos, um, you know, obviously very Instagrammable photos. They reminded me of the kind of kinds of pictures that you see on Instagram or on social media. And that was another reason why these works felt so new. Yeah, I think for me, what, one thing that I noticed about those paintings, which use um, a sort of like the digital uh, viewfinder kind of framing on them uh, is that I think the paintings themselves are still made as paintings. They are not, they don't have the photographic angle in a way. It's just more like he put the border of a viewfinder. So I think it's really interesting to me to see how bewildering um, these new technologies were to him. I don't think, um, I think he was more interested in them as um, like out of like a sense of yeah bewilderment and confusion rather than as a photographer, necessarily. Mm, that and I think uh, the ability for it to reflect points of view, at least that's what yeah. I thought. Um, the, 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 
I think the point of confluence for me uh, with those kinds of paintings and uh, today's social media is how they foreground the fact that everything is a very personal and specific point of view. Um, and I think even the paintings, right? Uh, the fact that um, it's Klang, but it's his view of Klang. Mm -hmm. It's um, family portraits or his wife, but as he sees her, not necessarily how she might look in real life. Um, and I found all of those actually uh, quite fascinating. And, and I think just, it says a lot when you go through an entire retrospective and nothing feels like it was a lesser work. Everything was just a strong work that felt like it should be there. I, I very much enjoyed the focus on Klang, I think. For me, that's what I took away because, um, you know, that whole line that people say, you should write what you know. Mm -hmm. um, and this definitely felt like he painted what he knew. And there was something very organic and personal and Malaysian about those paintings without it feeling forced. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that, but I also feel like there was a sense of um, like uncanniness in a way in some of his paintings. Like um, I, I sort of got a sense that things in Klang were changing and mm. he was sort of documenting and observing these, these changes and he was sort of quite uh, bewildered by them, uh, which is like, especially in his uh, paintings of... Uh, people wearing the sort of tribal mask or like people in front of um, a Hindu temple in Klang. I think like he was, I think he would like, particularly with the paintings of people in front of a Hindu temple, I think he was making a, uh, he was making, he was drawing a relation with the, the modern people of today with uh, the sort of uh, religious figures and myths of the past. And I think he, I think he found modern youth and uh, sort of like these new changes almost as surprising and confusing as probably how we would react towards uh, mythological religious figures of the past. Mm, no, completely. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a painting also of, um, I believe it's called an insurance salesman. Um, yeah. And it's a painting of a man in, in, a, in a very typical insurance salesman outfit, uh, shirt, tie, pants, but foregrounded against um, boats and, and water. And that has that same uncanny two things that don't quite look like they belong together. And yes. I think very much reflects on a very, it, Pulau Ketam, it was actually, the background is Pulau mm. Ketam. Uh, and so, Again, it's that that feeling of um, a very rapidly changing space um, where priorities are different. What's considered a job or what's considered a respectable job is changing. Um, and I think the, the paintings definitely capture that, that sense. And so again, then that it takes us back to, yes, they feel contemporary, but this is also a clang that perhaps has changed a lot since they were made. Um, and so I, I, I think it's, I think it's that particular point of view that makes this exhibition interesting to me, but it's also a point of view that doesn't feel very forceful. Um, yes. They're not overtly political. They're not overtly critical, um, but instead they feel like a personal reflection on all of these things. Yes, I agree. I didn't find that he was uh, observing these changes in a necessarily, like you said, political or moralistic way. I don't think he was making any kind of statement, just sort of trying to, 
place himself in the world and sort of show, like you said, points of view, like how he was viewing the world. And uh, in this, uh, along those lines, I thought it was interesting how the exhibition ends uh, with these three darker paintings, uh, two of which are self-portraits uh, of him, like really, uh, he's sort of taking a photographic angle, uh, only he's like really zoomed in to the lens, I mean, the imagined lens, because it's still a painting. And uh, the titles were sort of like self-portrait, self-portrait in despair or and self-portrait in deep thought. And which also kind of like anticipates our current uh, trend of um, showing vulnerability and uh, being real uh, on our social media present on our social media presences. Mm. Um, and in contrast, actually, to the others, they are probably the only paintings that don't have those popping colours. Um, the mood definitely feels a lot more um, sombre. Um, yeah. In fact, I found them uncomfortable to look at, um, mm-hmm. may- maybe because exactly because of the face pushing against <laughs> what looks like wire fencing. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, so, yeah, they were... They were very evocative, but I think at the end of paintings that had been this sort of assault on your senses with colors and and skin texture and and backgrounds, and then suddenly you come to something so somber. I think it was a really interesting way to end the exhibition. Obviously, they're sort of chronological as well, um, but it left me in a weird way just wanting to go back to the other paintings, and and, and that's actually what I did. I came to the end. Um, I actually felt a little bit compelled to go back and look at the ones perhaps that didn't leave me feeling so unsettled. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I actually like those because I think like, especially combined with their titles, which is like self-portrait mm-hmm. in despair, self-portrait in deep thought. I thought there was like a certain humor in it, like a sort of like dark, dark, dark humor. Oh, the, um, the, I found a lot of humor actually in the yes. in the overall exhibition, which um, you know. It's very sly and it yeah. almost feels, I almost felt like I was sitting down and having a chat with someone who just has the sly sense of humor. Yeah. Did you have a particular work that uh, stood out to you? Uh, we don't have a lot of time, but I thought we'd end on some favorites. Yes. Uh, so I um, I really liked, I think, like it was a center wall where he shows cityscapes in the background and then uh, three figures in the foreground but the figures I think are himself and they are wearing these um, tribal masks I think one is a Ma Marie mask um, another one is like some African mask forgot what the other one was Uh, but I think it really conveyed his sense of like dislocation in the modern in the modern world in a way Mine was the one you mentioned, the figures mm. in front of the temple. Um, yeah. I, I just love the, the the odd symmetry of it, but also just how um, unimpressed the, the youth in the foreground who are in all their <laughs> modern clothes look um, in comparison to the very ornate background of the temple statues. I thought it was a very clever and very uh, humorous take on, on this juxtaposition of the past and the present. Mm. I was actually just going to ask... Um, would you recommend this to someone who was completely unfamiliar with his work and who was going in blind, essentially? Um, yes, I would recommend it because I think it is very modern and I think it's also very timely and very relevant. Um, I think, uh, surprisingly, I think a lot of people, especially you, might relate to it. Um, even though like this, this sort of like sense of dislocation is 
um, still a very relevant uh, feeling, I think. I completely agree. Um, it's, I mean, I very much enjoyed the show and I really think uh, if you have the time, it's one that's worth checking out. Ellen, thank you for reviewing it with me. Sure. Thank you, Shamila. We've been talking about Kok Yupua, Portrait of a Malaysian Artist. It's a uh, it's an exhibition that's on at Ilham Gallery until the 3rd of April. If you'd like more information, you can you can head on over to ilhamgallery.com. Let us know, uh, do you enjoy retrospective exhibitions of artists? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Everyone's a critic. Jointly presented with Chendana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.